Welcome to BIV Today. I'm reporter Tyler Orton, and our guest today is the founder of Ethos Lab here in Vancouver. Her organization aims to create new spaces for Black youth seeking out access to technology and mentorship as part of STEM learning. They launched a new initiative during Black History Month, of course, and with us to discuss what's going on, it's Antonia Ogundele. She is with us today. Uh, Antonia, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So what is the, the mission statement of Ethos Lab? Uh, and maybe tell me a little bit how you guys got started. Yeah, well, Ethos Lab exists to empower youth to transform community and shift culture. And we do that by providing youth access to emerging technologies, tools, equipment, workshops, mentors, um, in order to support their personal development and growth. Um, we, we leverage culture as a vehicle to access STEM education. And really it was addressing a need that I found as a new parent, uh, as a mom, uh, to have my daughter access uh, innovative STEM programs. So what was kind of the initial spark for you? What, what, what made you realize that this is something that we really do need here in uh, Vancouver? Yeah, well, I noticed um, in signing up my daughter for after school programming um, that she did have an affinity to STEM uh, programs and STEM learning, um, but it was difficult geographically uh, trying to access it from different spaces. But more so, I found that innovation in STEM, because like the kids all have access to STEM in their schools, uh, but innovation when we talk about like design thinking or entrepreneurship or those really deep technical emerging technology spaces were reserved for kids that were either in enrichment programs, mini schools, um, or they had to apply to really advanced programs where um, technology and this learning is so ubiquitous at this point that we really need to have all young people have access to it. Um, and so I was working a full-time job, saw the emergency and actually said, you know what, I, I think this is something I can dedicate my time to. Well, I, I talk to a lot of people and they say that pretty much every company is a technology company right now. There's no such thing of, of just going into any sort of job and not having that base level of knowledge. Is that one of the things that you're going into thinking this? Like, how can we provide youth with just these abilities to make them you know, workforce ready as you know, we look forward, you know, 10, 15 years, especially? Oh, absolutely. And this is a part of who they are as it is right now. And I find the fact that it's actually specialized program or differentiated from the regular school stream remains, uh, I think, something that's a bit antiquated and needs to really be embedded in everything that they do. Um, as I as we see and hear about, you know, private schools really doubling down on innovation spaces because they understand the future of work. I think that there just needs to be that greater access to all young people to be able to access this technology. Um, and, and again, just kind of way of thinking and learning around being critical thinkers and problem solvers. Um, so it's not so much anymore about uh, doing the coding workshop or the robotics workshop. What we do at Ethos Lab is provide a cultural context in which it grounds it and makes it relevant for the young people. Well, can you expand on that, like the, the cultural context there? And I, like, I, I'm curious about what that entails and just uh, the, the significance and importance of that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, for example, right now, um, and this is what I've shared with other parents, young people are interacting more as avatars than they are as real people. And what does it mean as a young person when you go into a video game and you're selecting something that doesn't look like you 
or doesn't uh, really reflect who you are? Um, do you have the ability and capacity to, to change the way that works? So we run an, a workshop right now called Avatars and Identity. So we're teaching the young people how to texture um, 3D models. They've also learned how to do 3D modeling as well, um, while addressing these conversations around identity, both in the physical space and in the digital space. And these types of conversations are not uh, typically addressed in, in the regular school system, um, but it's also, um, it's, it's, it's really hard to kind of wedge that into a regular school curriculum. And these are the conversations that are relevant and matter to young people. Um, and again, when, uh, you know, when COVID hit, we were out in the streets demonstrating, uh, but my daughter was also demonstrating an NBA 2K20. And so that digital and virtual identity, there is no online offline, very much the statement you said, there's every company is a tech company. Um, the young people need to be able to navigate this kind of intersecting space that Ethos Lab occupies. Well, so you guys launched last year, uh, right before the pandemic hits. Um, <laughs> how did you guys navigate that? Especially since you're very kind of nascent with the launch of the organization. Oh yeah, absolutely. February 28th at uh, Telus Gardens, 150 of our closest friends coming together to support this idea that we had. Um, and we had, we're starting to really build traction in, in our, our um, March break program, which was then canceled because of COVID. Well, um, our organization was already looking to be at that intersection of physical and digital. And so it wasn't so much a big pivot as it was so much accelerating on the digital experience. Um, and the young people led that work in a hackathon that was supported by Microsoft. Um, and we asked them what a digital community looks like. And from there, we built our social virtual reality environment where they come together to hang out and celebrate. And we do a lot of events in there and learning. Um, but we also do a lot of work over uh, a lot of um, meetups over Zoom and we leverage Discord as well. Um, so that is uh, how we we come together. So it wasn't it actually was just aligned with where we wanted to be and where we were going. So I'm very curious, like, what is that social VR space like? I, like, I would be delighted to try that out for myself. Oh, absolutely. It's a completely immersive environment. It's called Atlanthos. It was one of the, it was the winning idea out of the hackathon. Um, it is an underwater arena, uh, the basketball court and fishes flying kind of all around it. Um, but when you go in there, it's very different from, uh, again, your experience of connecting over Zoom or Discord or a platform like that. You actually enter in as an avatar. And when you have multiple people in there, you really feel like you're going out on the town. Like you really feel like you're a part of something. And so we do um, our concerts in there and the feedback that we receive is like, wow, this is like the first time I felt like I was going out during this, uh, during the pandemic. Um, so we have Atlanthos. We also have Sushi Island, which is another world um, that was uh, co-created again with the young people. And then we partnered with a local startup, Active Replica, to uh, create the space. So I'm curious, I, I mentioned it at the top, and maybe I should have uh, jumped over to this question a little bit sooner, but uh, you guys have launched a, a new campaign uh, for Black History Month. Uh, tell me about that. What, what is the goal behind it, that? And, and ultimately, what do you hope to raise? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we have launched the Black Futures Month fundraiser. Uh, we are trying to raise $100,000 because we believe we've created, not even believe, we've heard that we've created a model that's resonated with families. And we want to be able to scale our impact, improve our program, and also start looking towards the fe feasibility of a physical space. Uh, and so we are looking for individuals, we're looking for corporate donations uh, to be able to support us in um, expanding our vision to reach more families. So what has traction been like in terms of the last year? Maybe not specific to this fundraiser, but just in terms of getting people involved, getting people aware of what you guys are doing. Yeah, I, over the last year, the, most, the priority has been just being there to meet the needs of the family. Um, and the, the different families that have been involved in the community. And we've managed to register 77 families um, since uh, May of last year. Uh, wow. We have a small community that meets every single week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Um, and right now, um, the, the demand is actually quite a bit. So we've managed to contain it. Um, and in fact, we've really focused on enhancing our community experience and, and building on our culture. But it's actually reached a point where we do need to be able to scale because the demand is actually quite great. Um, and so it's it's been phenomenal traction in that way. Um, Microsoft remains a really big uh, supporter of ours um, and has provided a lot of great technology for us. Um, we've had a lot of people from the tech community wanting to support in terms of mentorship and coming in um, and so that's 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 all phenomenal um, a lot of in-kind services um, we're at the point though where we do need to have some uh, operational uh, dollars to be able to to scale the organization well in what is uh, look everybody is yearning for like physical contact and, and being with groups of people you know we can look forward to mass vaccinations but how important is kind of that that physical space going to be looking forward as you guys look to scale up as well i think it's absolutely critical um, I think that we will, again, continue to operate both in the physical and digital space, digitally mainly for the broader access. But from a physical perspective, we have seen the mental and social impacts that that has had for young people that haven't had the ability to be in schools, that sense of feeling quite isolated. So it's not... It's not fully the same when you're online and connecting in that way. There's something different about connecting in person. The other thing is then they'll have access to all of the really great tools that they can get their hands on. Um, we were offering in-person activities um, at our current space that we co-locate with in Surrey. Um, and we partnered with, again, a local um, startup called Cortic Technology, and we were delivering um, AI coding workshops really emphasizing having the young people understand and learn about bias in AI and how that impacts them, but then turning them now into creators to understand the back end to see how they might be able to make a difference in the world. So I, I know I'm going to date myself here, but uh, when I was growing up, it, it was about like Game Boys and programming the VCR for my parents. Uh, what would something like this have meant to you as, as a young person growing up back in the day? Oh my gosh, it would have meant the world to me. Um, again, as I mentioned about this, um, this divergence of, you know, a regular stream student and like an enriched student, if I had these tools and these opportunities to be able to create participating competitions, and even just really experiment with all of these different ideas and access networks, I think it would have made a, a huge difference in my life. 
I had the privilege of having amazing parents. My my father is a, an engineer. My sister is an engineer. I was expected to be an engineer, but um, I am a career emergency manager and disaster planner and a sustainability specialist. So I kind of went in a bit of a different direction. But all of that being said is that I was exposed to these conversations through my dad's lecturing at U of T. Um, and not many young people get that opportunity in particular to see black leaders um, leading this conversation and supporting this work. Well, Antonia, I think it's an amazing thing that you guys are pursuing here, and uh, hopefully we can get that message out to more people. But I, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Awesome. Thank you so much. And um, please give if you can. Um, it's open to all youth, but we take a really holistic approach to STEM education. You know, I should have asked this. Uh, where should somebody go if they want to find out more? If they want to find out more, they can go to www.ethoslab.space. If you uh, have a young person between the ages of 13 to 18 that wants to just be a part of this community, they can also click on the youth membership button and join there and they'll be in the loop with what's happening. Oh, excellent. That is Antonia Ogundele. She is the founder of Ethos, uh, Ethos Lab, I should say. That is it for the show today. I want to thank everybody for listening. You can go to BIV.com, more stories, more interviews there. We'll be back next week, though. For now, I'm Tyler Orton.